This is Warrior's Way Podcast, Episode 57, and I'm James Eek. A few fragments of memory, a few bright glimpses in the writings of the past, some old and weathered totem poles in the storage shed and the moldering remnants of the once magnificent carved post and the houses on the site of an old village. Those are all that survive the tribe and the village chiefs, Kuya and Ninstance. What was destroyed here was not just a few hundred individual human lives. Human beings must die anyway. It was something even more complex and even more human. A vigorous and functioning society and the product of just as long an evolution as our own. Well suited to its environment and vital enough to participate in human cultural achievements not duplicated anywhere else. What was destroyed was one more bright tile in the complicated and wonderful mosaic of man's achievement on earth. Mankind is the loser. We are the losers. This is from a 1957 Royal British Columbia Museum report on the deliberate introduction and impact of smallpox on Haida Gwaii in 1862, which nearly exterminated the people from these amazing islands in the Pacific off of mainland British Columbia, Canada. As I mentioned in part one of the podcast on Haida Gwaii, the population went from 30,000 to only a few hundred scattered around the many villages that make up Haida Gwaii. If you've never been to Haida Gwaii or never heard of it, don't feel too bad. Off the grid, remote, and somewhat untouched and unspoiled is how most people like it in this neck of the woods. My first time on the islands that make up Haida Gwaii changed me in a profound way. The place got under my skin, so when I found myself back a few weeks later, I dove right in to see what else this magical place would do to work its wonder on me. Without getting into the politics of why, the southern half of Haida Gwaii is a national park protected area better known as Gwaihanas, or Islands of Beauty in the Haida language and they encompass almost 140 islands and an area of almost 5,000 square kilometers, which is one of the only areas in the world protected from mountaintop to ocean floor. Throughout Haida Gwaii and Guayanas are literally scores of ancient village sites, some known only to locals, and some thankfully open to the public to view what remains. As I said, the area is remote, even by coastal British Columbia standards. Only a couple flights come in from the outside world, and locals probably like it best that way. Travel to Guayanas, though, isn't much of a trouble. There are a few local guides and companies that will not only take you into the area, but provide you with an experience you aren't going to forget for the rest of your life. If you know about the amazing Canadian painter Emily Carr, and if you don't, you should, you'll likely know of a few paintings she did 
of the villages of Haida Gwaii, mostly in the Guayanas area, on two trips she made around 1912. One of the main stops she made was a village known as Kuna, or sometimes Skidans, which means village at the edge. In Emily Carr's paintings from over a hundred years ago, the village still stands. Today, however, as you approach the village remains, guided by Haida watchmen, you won't see any of the longhouses. Long ago taken over by the forest or raided by those looking for keepsakes or whatever you would call taking things by other definitions. Didi, the Haida watchman who met us when we landed on the beach by boat, is the granddaughter of the past chief and sister of the current one, and simply one of the most welcoming and beautiful people I have ever met in my life. Taking our small group around the remains of the village, she told us of how many of the poles that once stood on the site have found their way into museums around the world. And while I have to admit, this idea bothered me. It bothered me a lot. Because of the Haida tradition, a totem pole is to stand and then fall and then eventually return to the earth, much like all of us. But Didi, or Gitanjad, which means eagle woman, and that's pretty cool, she said she's good with it. She explained that it makes her and would make her Chennai, or grandfather, happy, knowing that people from around the world see and experience Haida culture. Didi explained that her Chennai told her that people need to remember that we are all one. All people who walk on two feet are one people, and it doesn't matter where they came from, and that we can all learn from each other, and having people come from all across the globe to their village to see what was would make them all way back very happy. She said she also told me that some people in the past visited the village and others and took not just totem poles for museums, but some people took human remains. As disturbing as this is, many of these are coming home to Haida Gwaii now too. Life is about change, Didi said to me. Not everything in the past is roses. Some of it is very sad, like how smallpox almost destroyed everything, or how settlers wanted to take all the natural resources from the land and from the sea. But that too changes. And today, the Haida people are making the best of things. They carry no grudges, and they welcome the world to see the rich and beautiful story that life on this archipelago that has been home to the Haida for at least 14,000 years has unfolded. To me, this is a story worth telling, and it's a story worth remembering. It's too easy to dwell on the past. It is easy to choose resentment and anger when terrible things are done to you. While I was on Haida Gwaii, actually the same day that I was headed to Kuna, I saw a post on social media that said, when a toxic person can no longer control you, they will try to control how others see you. The misinformation will feel unfair, but stay above it, trusting that other people will eventually see the truth just like you did. To me, this was synchronicity. 
the same lesson that I'd learned from Didi. On our trip out were two people from Germany, people whose grandparents my own grandfather might have met in battle not all that long ago during the war. But for Didi, and for the lesson of the Haida that I took away with me, we are all the same. We might have different accents, different languages, but if we walk on two legs, we're all the same. We get better and stronger when we learn to appreciate each other and to work together. It's the same in jiu-jitsu. You can only get better and excel when you have other people to work with. It doesn't matter the color of their skin any more than the color of their belt. Together, we become better. We can judge. We can look at one another with disdain or be critical of someone, but we should never judge anyone too harshly. What we will find when we look closely, when we walk the ground where people once lived, is that we will learn about ourselves. There is truly only one race of people on this planet, the human race. The more we learn to appreciate one another, what we bring to the table of our planet-wide family are stories that we can all relate to. In fact, we will often find that the ancient stories of one people, like the Haida, might echo, might echo with the ancient stories of, say, the Norse. There is only one mountain that we are all climbing, but different paths that go up. I found that studying and immersing ourselves in a culture helps to not only keep that culture alive, but makes you better in ways you don't even realize. My jiu-jitsu teacher, Professor Jean-Jacques Machado, told us once that the true test of jiu-jitsu isn't what takes place on the mats, but how you take the knowledge you've gained and integrate it into your life off of the mats. Jiu-jitsu teaches us that people matter. You can't learn jiu-jitsu without them. Didi would likely agree with this concept, and I'd venture to guess that she would tell me that the lesson to learn from what remains of Kuna and all the other Haida villages and the work being done to bring new life to them and to let the world know that the Haida people and the Haida Gwai are here to stay. And it's found in exactly the same lesson. We can't live in the past. We have to move on. All of us humans are in this together. For better or for worse. We can live in the past and let old sores fester. Or we can learn. We can, can become better today by understanding where we came from the connections we have with one another and with the land and the sea and the, all the myriad of things that make up this small, beautiful ball soaring through the universe. So this is the lesson that I have taken back from Haida Gwai. Gwai Hanas. The people, the land, the sea, and the magic that lives here. Awa. Thank you. So there you go. 
If you haven't ever been to Haida Gwaii, save your pennies and go. And moving on to the question of the day. Ben Connors, hi Ben. Ben Connors wrote me and asked, what translation of the Bushido do I like? Well, that's a good question. The truth is I like to read from multiple sources. I think just like learning from different cultures, it's important to see what different people think of different things. Like the Haida, for instance. Maybe this guy will see things this way, while this woman will see things another. And you, if you're really sharp, will take that and maybe a few different views and find something else. And you'll think you're a genius for it. It's the exact same reason why I think that you need to study as many martial arts as you can. Each will give you unique perspectives and help you to get somewhere special and all your own. In the end, what you want to develop for yourself is your own spin on things, your own martial art in a way. So there you go, Ben. Hope that helps. Study as many different views as you can. That's what this podcast is all about. Develop an open and yet discriminating mind so that you can find what is true and especially what is true for yourself. So there you go. And I think we're going to end it there. Um, If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. If you are listening to it on Apple Podcasts, for example, give it a five-star review. Leave a few words saying, wow, man, this is great. (laughs) Um, Tell your friends about it. Tell your frenemies about it. Tell your aunts and your uncles and when you get the idea. Tell as many people about it as you can because we can only... uh, help others as much as we can. And that's what this is all about. This is not about me. This is not about you. This is about getting as much as we can from our lives through learning lessons along the way. That's what Warrior's Way is about. Um, You can find us on Instagram. Look for the Eek Academy. I just, uh, I'm not the social media superstar like maybe i should be maybe someday i'll hire somebody to do that yeah because this is you know it's free so that day's a long way off um anyways um if you enjoy it though spread it on um you can find us under the eek academy i post everything for the warrior's way on that as well as various martial arts stuff that i teach and you know my own personal stuff that i see that's cool Uh, You can find us on Facebook, though. We have our own Warrior's Way podcast um, page on there. And, of course, my martial arts school is on there as well, the Academy of Martial Arts. We're in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Maybe one of the best places on the planet, by the way. (laughs) Just rubbing it in, you know, if you're living somewhere that isn't. Come by for a visit. Come and train. Let's do some jiu-jitsu. And we have a website, Warrior's Way. You can find us on the Google machine. And if you like this kind of thing and what i am been doing for all these 57 podcast episodes, I've written a couple books on um, the martial arts and, you know, what it means. 
to me. And the first one was Warrior's Way, A Guide to Lifelong Learning in the Martial Arts. And the second one is A Wolf in the Woods, which someday, when I maybe don't have a long, as long a list of cool things to talk about, I will get around to talking about how I actually battled a wolf in the woods and how that kind of changed the way I look at everything, which I think you can imagine. Anyhow, I think I'm going to leave it there. Uh, if you are enjoying this, though, please drop me a line. You can reach me through the website, through the Facebook machine. You can send me a private message on Instagram, send me an email. I'm all over the place. Um, I love hearing from people. I love getting your questions of the day. And, you know, more than anything, I just love knowing that other people are listening to this and you're getting something out of it. Because if not, it's just me talking to myself. And that's kind of bizarre, creepy, and weird. <laughs> Anyhow, um, I would really recommend you look into Haida Gwaii. Um, maybe you're halfway around the world and, you know, a trip for the weekend to Haida Gwaii is not something that you can do. Um, but I think it's it's something worth planning for. Those totem poles in Guayanas aren't going to be there forever. Um, like I said, the tradition is not to preserve them, but to let them eventually fall to the ground and become part of the earth again. And, you know, they've already been standing there since, you know, at the very least since 1860s when smallpox rolled through. Um, and that's quite a time for them to be standing, especially if you know what the Pacific Northwest is like. Um, but they're, they're still there. You can still see these things. And there are Haida watchmen on the sites, um, on some of them at least, that will talk to you about the place. And that's pretty special. Um, I think there's some things you need to see with your own eyes. There's some experiences that you need to have for yourself. And I would highly recommend to all of you listening to... Uh, at the very least, look into the Haida people and Haida Gwaii. Um, like I mentioned, the incredible, she's, you know, actually my favorite painter. Um, Emily Carr did some amazing work here. Um, well, all over British Columbia, but she went to Haida Gwaii and, and painted some amazing things to preserve the site. Um, some of the poles that I saw when I was there are the ones that she painted and there's not much of them left. And, you know, I, I have to wonder if even 10 years from now, if those poles will still be standing or if they will, you'll be able to see that, oh, that's the eagle that she painted. Oh, that's the grizzly bear. Um, so do it while you can. That's my advice. Um, and if, any of you are listening from Haida Gwaii, thank you so much for, you know, being as friendly and awesome as you are. And for you, Hawa, I'll be back. For the rest of you, get out there, live a good life, be a good friend, be friendly, and make this world better for you being in it. Thanks a lot.